Yo, what up, though? This is Eshaan, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's a lifestyle. The, the lifestyle, lifestyle. Our lifestyle. lifestyle. How that lifestyle been treating you? You know, man, it, it's only a lifestyle that could treat a award-winning debut urban fantasy black author. You know, I, I got my own table. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm proud of you. I, I actually was going to mention the virtual book tour. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I say on the virtual book tour. Today is like day uh, four Seven. or so. I don't know. But basically what a virtual book tour is, since you can't get out and about and hit the pavement like you're supposed to, you get with a company they set you up a 30-day run and for 30 days they posted on 30 different uh, 30 to 60 different blogs it's okay. a lot of interaction it's a lot of talking with fans and potential people who are interested oh, in the on, book you, you don't do nothing to have fans man they support supporters, supporters yeah, yeah man they ain't fans of me you know what i'm saying because people who know me don't know me you can't be a fan of me because you don't know me you just right. know me from my work you know right. what i'm saying but the book do it actually well and i'm yeah. proud to say that we uh we working on the cartoon we uh yeah. black author black animator we taking to a black streaming service so yeah, this is yeah. what black e economics is all about well how that shit been treating you hey man i can't complain man lately i've been working behind the scenes a lot with a uh a situation called on your story detroit yeah so uh, i'm on the steering committee and uh, I've, I've been on the steering committee from the jump. Of course, uh, Skrill reached out. Y'all know Skrill from New Era, Detroit. He reached out pretty early. He got us on the steering committee. And uh, so now you're going to be seeing a campaign for a few weeks that's Detroit is us. So that's the butterfly of the cocoon we've been working yeah, on. Yeah, Detroit so is us. when you see Detroit is us, it's, it's about being black in Detroit and telling your story. Of course, People know we from Inkster, and I always tell our Detroit brothers, you can't spell Detroit without, without the I. So we have to be involved. Somebody from Inkster got to be involved to even tell the, I call it the Wayne County story. You feel what I'm saying? But we need to tell it through black voices. And that's basically what On Your Story Detroit, Detroit is, is about. Yeah. So I, I'm happy to be doing that. What about you? You got a word today? Yeah, I got a word of the day. But before I give you the word of the day, the show is actually sponsored by Urban 360, which is a clothing yeah. line out of Ipsy, Michigan. Yeah. Family member hit us off with the package. We yeah. put it on We told her we go sport it We go tag her We yeah. go show her So we appreciate yeah. her Giving us that But my word of the day Is awake And that's to become Conscious or aware of something What's your word of the uh, day? Rebirth man A renewed existence Activity or growth Uh or revival and everybody at some point in their life need to have some type of rebirth and awakening and awakening and that's fitting because our guest today uh i would say like that that's kind of like what you embody would that be would that be fair to say like people having a rebirth and the awakening yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. so who we got today, bro? So, so today we got Courtney Bell. If y'all are not familiar with Courtney Bell, you're about to get real familiar with him. You know what I'm saying? It's a pleasure and an honor to have you here, bro. We yeah. appreciate your time. You yeah, because we done had most a lot of past guests who speak very highly. Uh, you, you feel what I'm saying? Uh -huh. One of them being Filthy Rockwell. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, he been yeah. on here three times and he mentioned you every, every single time. <laughs> you feel <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> so you feel what I'm saying? So it's a pleasure to actually sit down with you. So this is the connected experience. And what we like to do is we like to connect our audience audience with our guests and we was connected with you because we consider pc a brother you What's feel that? what i'm saying like i don't say he my little brother because he's a grown man and he make grown man moves that's my brother you feel what i'm saying and i've been uh 
able to see his growth. So like we used to talk all the time and one of his biggest things was he wanted to have an artist from Detroit that he broke. You feel what I'm saying? And to be quite honest, we went through like a huge list of artists. You feel what I'm saying? Like, what about getting with dog? And what about getting <clears throat> with dog? But we both looked at each other and said, but if you break them, that means you got to break them with your sound. You feel what I'm saying? And actually through the grace of God, bro, it was you. Not because like nobody picked you or nothing like that. It just happened like that. So then one day we was talking and I was like, nigga, this is what we talked about. Like you're breaking an artist with your sound like we always wanted you to do because we know that's how artists and producer work. Mm-hmm. You got Snoop and Dre. Snoop and DLC, I mean, Dre and DLC, you know what I'm saying? Cash Money, Manny Fresh. He Man. broke those artists, you know what I'm saying? Beats by the Pound, No Limit, you feel what I'm saying? And those people were able to go on and have great careers because people loved them, you know what I'm saying? So let's talk about you, man. Kind of tell us about how it was growing up in Detroit. Um, I feel like everybody shared that same narrative, man. For me personally, my story as a little kid, like just to share something like when I was younger, my grandma used to always pick on me out of all of the little kids, like all the grandkids and all of that. Um, being older now and all of the trials and tribulations that I went through growing up, it was kind of a a beautiful experience for me because yeah. like everybody that come out of the city in all actuality, we control the music industry, the entertainment field, like Detroit breed hustlers more right, than anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? So growing up, you know, you lose a lot of people, you lose homies, you lose. That's a narrative like dang near every hood. But for here, like we built different. Yeah. So, you know, growing up here, just. It made me a soldier more than anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's let's you said your grandma picked on you out of all the grandkids. So let's talk about that. Like let's talk about your family life if you don't mind. Like how many grandkids was it? How many siblings do you have? Like how was that situation? Um, as far as siblings, so like in my family, like we all close knitted, but the family is big. So yeah. like we all got cousins that we call brothers. Right. Yeah. So I can say like I have over ten brothers, right. but in all actuality they my cousins. Yeah. But it's just me and two of my brothers. Okay. So I have a little brother, and then I have a brother older than me, and oh, I'm so like you're in a middle. The middle. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, I feel your pain. I'm yeah, a middle child. Yeah, yeah you feel yeah, me? Like I, I grew up with middle child syndrome. Like yeah, he did crazy. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still displayed with him to this day. No, yeah. same yeah. here. Same yeah. here. Yeah. But same sometimes year. I gotta come through and big bro this nigga. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> but we got an older sister. We got older. We got older sisters. Actually, he's the youngest of five, but it's all for real. Like mother, mother. My mother got three kids. My daddy got five kids, but my daddy got two sets of twins. So Ooh, the same age. That we the same age. Saying. So we met our sisters when we was ten years old and shit. But they identical twins, and they had an older brother in the house. We identical twins, and we had an older sister in the house. That's so, lit. So yeah. when we met them, the shit was like the, the twilight, twilight zone. zone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we just was like, whoa! But like when we went to junior high, we was the four smartest kids in the school off of the meat test shit. And they called us in the office to tell us, you know, well, you got the number one score in read and you got math. And then these two twins, because they was big on it was two sets of twins. And we like, yo, we got the same daddy. They ain't believe us. So they made our daddy and our mamas come in. You know what I'm <laughs> no, saying? No, that's lit. Yeah. So that's how our family life was. But why you think your grandma picked on you? Um, You know, not a prideful thing or none of that. But it was like, you know, I've, I'm chosen in a way. Right. Yeah. Spiritually, I've always been in tune to the most high, even as a little kid. Like, um. But I was real devious as well as a little kid. Like I was into the streets. I was into all of that. Like at an early age. Right. So I like I would have a like it'd be a facade with me. You know, like I'd be faking in front of my grandma. Like oh, we going to church. I can't wait to go to church. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as she leave, I'm on the block. Like I'm getting active and I'm getting busy. So like my grandma seen through all of that right. when I was a little kid. So she will always like get in my ass every single time she seen me. Like right. it was 
overboard sometimes. Yeah. But like being older now and stepping into the acknowledgement of self and becoming a young man and really tuning in to myself and my higher self, it shows through the people that I affect through my music it shows through the relationships that right. i have business and personal so i feel like she picked on me and like tuned me and disciplined me for what was to come for what was to come right. and prepare me spiritually for what i endure now right right so let's talk yeah. about joy roll because it's a it's a joy roll thing with you and like oh, yeah, this is a worldwide a show you know what yeah, i'm saying so explain what joy roll mean to the city and then explain your experience growing up on joy roll um and then what part of joy roll okay so I can say this first. It's two sides to the hood. I feel like it's two sides to every hood in a way. Right. So I'm from both sides in a way because my family is from both sides. So you got the Scud Zone, which is like where T Grizzly is from. Okay. The uh, RTN, YNF, YFN, all of those gangs that came from that side that got that big indictment a few years ago. Yeah. And then you have the dark side, which is where like I put my feet to the soil at. So. Right. That's from Joy Road in Southfield to Joy Road in Livernoise. That's okay. considered the dark side. And right where the uh, Murder Mac is at, yeah. that bridge right there that separates yeah. both sides, that separates the hood. So um, growing up, we'd be beefing with people that's from the Scud Zone side, which is where the River Ridge Park is at. Right. And then, you know what I'm saying, we have our side, which is Joy Road in Kentucky. That's where I'm from. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like what Joy Road means to the city, it means a lot more because T was the first artist to go mainstream and take the hood worldwide just the name right. off of his record that broke yeah but what it means to me man is all my family is from the hood so it's like this is all i know like i breathe sleep shit yeah joy roll right you know right. what i'm saying but for me personally that made me the man that i am today because yeah. like i went to every school in the hood so I'm from the Herma Gardens, and like everybody that's originally from Joy Road, you came out of the Herma Gardens, the Herma Garden project. My projects. wife from the Herma Gardens. Yeah, that's you lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how they got the Angster because they tore the project exactly. down. So exactly. So she had to move the Angster, you feel what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And she still like hold dear, true to that shit today, but uh, like I tell her, you from the town because <laughs> you grew up on Williams, but like she like, but she nigga, had. it's 14. She Her mama got 13 brothers and sisters. They grew up in the Herman Gardens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you feel nah, what I'm for saying? real. And it's like even within that lineage, everybody that's from, like I I said Joy Road originally you from HGK so like you got front row you got section 8 section 1 section 2 all right, of these right. sections like I have family that was from front row if you know about Herma Gardens front row is the killers yeah. you know what I'm saying and my mom's and it was from section 8 and my dad is from there too all my uncles and all of that so when they tore them down like you said your wife went to Inkster yeah. but a lot of people had to move to the Brewsters on the east side because those were the new projects and right. you know we got to deal with them tearing it down and having to move over there. Right. Yeah. And like my mom moved back to the hood. Like my mom stay in the Hummer Gardens now, the yeah. new ones that's built. Oh, okay. So um but yeah outside of that, man, my whole family from there. So I feel like what's what it means to me is telling the true narrative that a lot of artists don't tell from their neighborhoods and from the city. Yeah. Like telling the stories that not only people that's from my hood know about, but really telling the narrative of Every impoverished kid that come out of my section, right? Because that that that's that's a that's a ghetto thing. Because anytime somebody mentioned the hood, you got to be one like they they glorify like the actual niggas that destroy the hood. Exactly. That's what they glorify. But like I'm from Angster, I come from I lived in both projects and all of that. Yo, bro, doctors come out of these projects, lawyers okay. come out of these projects too. Okay. It's just not a bunch of niggas fighting to be king or some shit that really don't exist. Like. When niggas be like, oh, he went to college, he can't be a street nigga. Why, mm -hmm. bro? Because I'm smart enough to go to college and change the streets I grew up on. Like, 
if I'm the same type of nigga that I grew up idolizing, knowing that this is wrong, what type of man is that? Like, yo, homie, go to college. You could be out here flipping your, doing your thing. Go to college, man, because you go bump into him. You go meet her. You go, this is your network mm -hmm. because you only big as your network. So I, I, I get how you want to tell the story of everybody uh, yeah, on Joy definitely. Road. Like, yeah, because it's like, you feel me? I grew up the same way. I grew up in the hood. I grew up gang banging. I grew up selling drugs. I, that's the lifestyle and that's right. the narrative that that's, we're taught. That's the death style. Exactly. Yeah. That's the narrative that we taught. So like growing up for me, I grew up idolizing the big homies. I, I, I come from an era in a time where the G code still existed. Right. So I still have big homies to this day that I'm connected to. But the only difference is at that time, as a young and I always had a consciousness and awareness about myself like, yo, right. I love this. I'm from this. But it feel like it's something bigger than what the big homies is showing me. Yeah. And over time, like I said, with my grandma, it's been like this with everybody I've been connected to. The big homies out of, out of all the little niggas that's running around, they like, get your ass to school. Like, what you on a block for? Right, what right. you skipping school for and all of that? So everything came back tenfold because I went to college. I went to Michigan State. I ended right. up catching we gotta, the we case. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Yeah, but just just on, on, on that topic, being from Joy Row, it's a beautiful thing now to be able to change the narrative. Right. To grow up amongst all of these killers, these dealers, these yeah. all of these different type of cats. And now, um, all praises to the most high, I'm able to come back and change the narrative and speak to the big homies now. And the big homies is listening like. Right, yeah. because Yo. they're no longer the big homies. Because like as I got older, mm -hmm. I'm not big homie or little homie in a nigga. Because I'm going to give a nigga a fair shot. Like, mm -hmm. you just older than me, bro. Mm -hmm. That don't mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, For sure. The, the plug come through these young niggas now. So no you ain't care. the little homie. You coming to the table as you bring something to the table too. So I, I mm -hmm. can't, like, I used to have a big homie and all that, but the real of the matter is if you keep calling a nigga that, that's how he gonna want to treat you. Yeah, because for sure. when you come to the table like, nigga, let's do this, He his pride not gonna let him let the little homie be the nigga who changed the hood. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, it's now it's like, bro, we bringing something to the table that everybody can fuck with. Like, mm -hmm. it ain't no, I look eye to eye with these niggas, I ain't looking up to no man, you know what I'm saying? No, because, for sure. But let's talk about discovering rap music, because why you going through all this? Why you the middle child? Why grandma picking you? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? What's the soundtrack to this era of your life when you like, yo, because like the, the first rap song and video that I know for sure made me fall in love with rap, Slick Rick, a children's story. Still yeah. know it by heart. I ain't never tried to rap like Slick Rick. I ain't never. It was just. This is dope to me. That is the first video that every word of the song matched the video. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I remember as a kid seeing that like, this is what's up. Yeah. Like, this is real. So what was that moment for you when you, you discovered it? Like, yo. Okay, so it was two things for me. Like, I don't know if this kind of like too close or like like intimate in a way, but like I was conceived of Pac. Like yeah. my mom always told me that when I was young, like like me and your daddy made you to Tupac. Yeah, what song specifically? So, <laughs> nah, like real yeah, shit. No, I would have to ask though, what song? What like um, what? Because you know Pac coming errors. And no, the, I errors, believe it you know was. Uh, 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 I didn't even want to call my mom's and ask her. Yeah. Uh, it was a Casey and JoJo record though, for sure. K Casey and JoJo. How do you want it? I damn near want to say it was how do you want it though? So you was what year you was born? Um, I was born in ninety four. Oh, okay, no, so Casey and JoJo, how do you want it? It was ninety six. All eyes on me. Cause did they work it's, before that together? That I'm not sure. I yeah. know it was a. I, I know for sure. And forgive me if I am being. If I'm wrong, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a Tupac record yeah, for it was sure. A Tupac yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just well, I asked record. that because it's it's Tupac got errors errors. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like he got the the uh the Tupac of his now era before he discovered that he was Bishop and Juice. 
Then yeah. he got the era after that, the Strictly for My Niggas. And that's my favorite era of Pac because mm-hmm. he was raw and he was conscious. You know what for I'm sure. saying? So that's my favorite era of Pac. So after learning that you was conceived to a Tupac record, like how early did you learn it? Like, like uh, <laughs> I, learned, I was older. Like, okay, and the thing okay. is, like, my, my, my mom's raw, though. Like, my mom's yeah. solid, bro. Like, she don't hide nothing from me. She's right, been keeping right. it G with me since I was a legit. So yeah. um, I was probably like, Six or seven when she told me right, that, right. and it's like, yo, I'm a kid. What? what, what <laughs> I don't care what I was conceived to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I know we was conceived to some Boosie Collins. So I, I already know. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And that shit feel like it's in you when you hear that shit. Yeah, like yeah. when I listen to Boosie Collins, them songs eight, twelve, fifteen minutes yeah, long. I put sure. them bitches on and do my thing. You know no, what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So after you find out you you uh, was conceived to pop, and now you like that's something crazy to hear. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But now, like, when do you discover, like, okay. My love for it yeah. and everything. Um, It was still through Pac. I, yeah. Ironically, it was Pac and Rakim. Like, yeah. my yeah. mom played Pac all the time. Like, yeah. that's yeah. all she played. Like, as a little kid, my favorite song was Thug Passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like that and Running Streets. Those was my favorite two records as a little kid. So that, and like I said, like, Rakim, I discovered Rakim kind of on my own. Um, I remember being a little kid and, you know, seeing certain stuff on TV yeah. around yeah. that era and around that time. Yeah. And it was just like, yo... Who is he? Yeah, like right. he, he has the God MC. And, and, you know, the God what? MC. That that's the first memory I have of purchasing music was the Eric B and Rakim album uh, when they on the cover. Uh, it's paid, paid, full. paid in full. And I and I spent my own money and the tape didn't work. And I remember like mm. we got to the store like right before it closed. It was on Middle Belt. It used to be a record store on Middle Belt in Angster. And right before it closed, and I remember the thing said like no returns, no exchanges. I went to the crib, opened it, it didn't work, and I was so upset. Said and they I, they let me bring it back though because it was a manufacturer error. But I always looked at uh, Eric B and Rakim like these niggas look so fresh that I want to know what they're talking about. Exactly, you feel what I'm exactly. saying? Like that just I mean we not from New York. Like the likelihood of us seeing that type of like uh, opulence with like like super stupid ropes on like because mm-hmm. that that was a New York thing back then. So anybody hustling seeing them too and said I'm gonna go uh, invest in in a gold chain too. So like I understand what you're saying about Rakim. I like. It, the, he had it all, like you, and you mm-hmm. ain't even know what it was. You it just was, knew you were looking at something exactly. special. You know what I'm saying? And it was like for me as a little kid, and looking back on it now, he had what I'm embodying now. Yeah, the image of you know you can have a gold change. That's where we come from. That's dope. But his mindset, his right. wordplay, what, about, yeah. what he's talking about, he changed the game. He changed the narrative with that to me as a little kid because it's like yo, you see all of these niggas with dope chains and all of that, and this was around the era where. Dope dealers was making more money than rappers. Yeah, yeah. It you know like what I'm corny saying? Corny to be a rapper. Yeah, like it was corny to be a rapper. So for him to come out and the image that he had, the gold ropes, the the whole God flow, it's like, yeah. yo, this what I want. Like I want this for the rest of my life. This yeah. is what I want to do. I want to give people this feeling that he just gave me. Exactly. So, right. So you discovered Rakim. You was a Big L fan too, oh, right? Man, what? Hey, yo, what? Hey, we all okay. We was in the big L like super early, like before lifestyles of the the, the poor and dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. before yeah. people was yeah. on big yeah. L, and this is like if big L would have survived, like the whole narrative of rap might be different. It, it, it ain't no might. No, no, definitely. I feel like it's it's not a might. I actually think because you know he was supposed to. It's a rumor that he was supposed to sign with Rockefeller. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? And I actually think that uh, that would have hurt him. Because we all see that he would have been held down as an artist, and he was already putting out music, mm-hmm. so that would have been a, a, a big rift. Like because when you because he was just he was doper than the main artist. That, no, you know he was what? That's what I'm saying. So I felt like so many people never heard. You heard it. I know you heard that when him and J 
battling in yeah. the yeah. So many people Body never them. heard that. Yeah, and Body I'm like, and sure. I know that it, that would have been. I would have hated that for that had been a, the narrative. Like he got held back. You feel mm. me? Because we hear that a lot by niggas. You feel me? Oh, that happened even here locally yeah, in, a, in, yeah, our, in, yeah. in our so city. So I would, I would have hated that because he he was dope. You put me up on Big Yo. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you feel yeah, 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 well, How did you air. discover that? Huh? How did you discover that? Man, you I don't even know, man. Because we was just buying anything. Well, that look, the cover looked it fresh. We was young. With, yeah, them you know all black on the street. Yeah. I'm like anything that the cover looked it super crazy or just super relatable or fresh. Like that's how that's how you used to have to discover music. Okay, like, so I got mm-hmm. one for you right now. Right. Okay. If you could do a record with Pac or Big L, because they both gone, so this mm-hmm. is definitely hypothetical. Who you picking and why? Pac, hands down. And why? Okay, so I can give you multiple reasons. <laughs> like, hands down. Um, lyrically, okay, so we can say this. Lyrically, Pac wasn't the most lyrical, but the energy and the substance and what he created. Right. He was sovereign in his mind. He was a revolutionary. So a lot of the topics that he spoke on is like myself. A lot of people can't speak on the things that I speak on in the way that I speak on it. Right, right, And right. Pac just possessed that, en- that energy of a soldier, whether it was true, industry-wise or not, but... With Big L, Big L was just witty. His pen was just nasty. Yeah. But for substance, I'm a substance type of guy. Yeah. I'm a I'm a a, yeah. a life writer. Yeah. I write my life, and yeah. that's what Pac did. Yeah, for all like, of us. I feel like Pac touched the soul. Big yeah, L, he touched the soul. Big, Big L like boost your ego. Like I'm exactly. doing fly shit. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to some Big L today yeah, on my, my journey Pac to get high and sit, uh, sit stand on the porch. Yeah, you know my favorite Pac song <laughs> is "Hold Your Head Off Machiavelli." He goes so crazy. Uh, on my that. favorite Pac song is "Never Had a Friend Like Me," bro. Yeah. That yeah. he talking to he talking to himself, bro. Like that mm-hmm. shit go over so many people here. It's just like ice. It's gonna go over a lot of people here. What I, you know what I'm saying? Like I heard it and I'm like, okay, yeah, because we fans, bro. We not afraid to tell somebody we fans. No, we not fans because bro put a like bro like yo, this what I'm working with. But I'm like, okay, this shit is like I get it. I see exactly where it's coming from. You can't exactly. judge a book by its cover. Exactly. It's that type of deal. Like mm-hmm. so when I heard ice. I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that first verse, then I heard it again. Then I, I heard it before I seen the video. I ain't know they dropped at the same time. Or like, yeah, right, man, we yeah. went, yeah, we no, went no, through a whole riffraff. But yeah. no, but I, that's what I like, because I'm not a coming soon nigga. I'm an available now <laughs> nigga. <laughs> you, you, you feel me? I'm an available now nigga. So right. anytime it's available now, I'm going I, to you want with it. it. Yeah. yeah. But you actually started writing poetry in high school for chicks? Like, what's uh, your, nah, what's man, that? I was doing that in elementary oh, school, that was dog. Elementary. Yeah, yeah, like, that was, yeah. I, I can remember writing my first poetry in like kindergarten, bro. Yeah. Like, you, you, what you had them them out like you like you, how was you doing this um for me it was more so like if i see a girl i like yeah it's like when i discovered hip-hop and i i was just naturally writing as a little kid whatever came to my mind and ironically it rhymed so yeah, it was yeah. like yeah i like shorty right there <laughs> with the little navy blue shirt on because you know yeah. growing up we had the uniform so it was like yeah i like the i like i'm feeling her as a as <laughs> yeah. a little yeah. so i just slided to her i had one of my homeboys tell my homeboy while we in class like hey act like you got to go to the bathroom and yeah get us the shorty for yeah. that actually is an actual art because when i was in the county jail for a year i used to write niggas girls poems and letters not and niggas stuff. girls yeah for them though <laughs> oh, oh, oh for them like i taught niggas how to read and everything in the county bro like you meet a nigga who can't read and you reading the letter form, and then he like, well, could you say this for me? Say this. Now she know damn well this ain't how you talk. So now you gotta tell me how to say it. Like and your way. Yeah, <laughs> you know what for I'm sure. saying? For like, sure. but yeah. So after you get to writing these poems, how was that doing for you? Like as you growing up, is they like, yo, Courtney, go write you a poem? Oh no, nah, <laughs> look, look, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like even as a little kid, like I always had sex appeal. Yeah. Crazy to say, but like I, I, I've always been charming my whole life. That's yeah. just something that's naturally in my spirit. So it's like even if a poem didn't work, my energy. 
just the way I carry myself yeah. even as a little kid I moved like very mature like can you imagine like a six or seven year old moving like he's 16 or 17 amongst all of these little girls yeah I can imagine I can yeah imagine. like I, like, I lived it like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, yeah. I was one of those type of kids yeah. that was beyond my years in every way that you can kind of think of right right yeah. prodigies sure. yeah, yeah yeah most we, definitely we was child prodigies too in so many different levels like when we sit back and look at things that we didn't nurture like back in the day man a dude seeing us play tennis, a black dude in Inkster, and came to us like, yo, it's these sisters, they really from Saginaw, or uh, that's where they from? No. Well, uh, yeah, he yeah. said they're from Saginaw, yeah. but they yeah. end up being for content. He was talking, talking about, about Venus, Venus and Serena. Serena. And he and was he trying was, to tell us. We could be the boy version, version of that. All we got to do is practice these skills. But, you know, we was looking like, t- is, we, we from Inkster, there's nowhere to even play tennis if we just want to go play each other but he was like bro y'all got like techniques like he thought we was lying when we, we said, said we, we never, never played, played this yeah, and it's you know like and we nah. ain't athletic like you know what i'm <laughs> nah, saying okay. you know what i'm saying it's yeah. not like you looking at some six three niggas who ready mm-hmm. to we like they just gave us a racket and we just started playing it wasn't nothing hard about it but like it's it, like it's cool that you recognize now that you was like so advanced because in a minute mm-hmm. when you had your own kids, if you don't have kids, you be looking for the advancement in them. Exactly. Like, to nurture. To, to, to nurture. nurture. You know what I'm That's saying? That's crazy. I just tweeted that too like a couple of days ago because I don't have kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I believe in having having my children with one woman when I get married. Yeah, type no of doubt. Thing. No so doubt. Until then, it's uh, celibacy. Yeah. But with that. I just literally just tweeted that like, yo, I can't wait to have kids because I want to be able to spot what my parents missed. Exactly. And, and what, we talk about that and what my grandmother seen. You know what I'm saying? Thing. Like, like his- even, even with having like, okay, so my dad got two sets of twins uh, and, and it's a girl set and a boy set. We, all, we always was like, yo, why y'all ain't take us to Hollywood? Four, you got two sets of twins, same and age, then the boy girl twins girls. is popping because you got T and Tamara, you got Mary Kate and Ashley. But what you never had, still to this day, is a set of black twins, males that took that went to Hollywood and did that shit. Mm-hmm. And we like, bro, that could, but they they ain't had a foresight because all they's doing is looking at what's in front of them. So mm-hmm. let's talk about how you thought that uh, college was actually challenging your Christianity, your Christian upbringing. Um, I wouldn't even say that I feel like it was challenging my Christian upbringing because like even up to this point, like my faith has always been high. Like it wasn't a a challenging thing for me. It became a conflicting thing because I'm moving contradict, you know, I'm contradicting myself to what I've been taught and how I was taught to move and the morals and the standards and integrity of how I'm supposed to carry myself, labeling myself as a Christian or believing in that form of religion. Right. right. So with me, you know, I still believed in the most high. I still believed in Jesus and all of that stuff at the time. But it was more so like, yo, I'm a product of my environment to the T. So, you know, leaving from Detroit to go up to college, it was like, yo, we going to do school. All that is dope. But like, yo, I got bills. Right. My mama not paying for nothing. My daddy not paying for Ain't nothing. Ain't nobody sending me no Nobody is sending here. me yeah. nothing. And a job is not cutting it for me right. for the lifestyle I wanted to live at that time, I say. Right. Yeah. Now, so, what did you go to college for? Um, Restaurant tourism oh, and okay. business management. So, like, okay. before music, I loved cooking. Like, cooking was my thing all the way up until I went to uh, college. Yeah. But getting there, it was like, yo, I got to make some shake. So, you know, I took what I learned from the block. And just applied it, yeah. And applied it to school, you know, sadly. And that's how I ended up catching my case and getting in trouble. But it was never a conflict. Way up thing. there in Lansing? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, when, so, like, because, like, how did your family feel about you was going to college? They was excited. Like, where do you fall? Okay, you said it's a bunch of y'all had people left and went to college. Or, nah. Was, so, you, you were part of the you older was, cousins. Uh, yeah, like, the, I'm the, the first. The first. Yeah. The first. So, like, my, my brothers, shit, my, one of my brothers didn't even finish high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then my other little brother, he graduated, you yeah. know. But for me, 
it was like, bro, I didn't know nothing about college until 12th grade. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing. I didn't like when I say literally I college was never my thought. Like we live in real life in the hood. Every I'm day, just like, thankful. You know college basketball, yeah, but you yeah, don't know yeah, exactly. go to college. Like, exactly. You know, I didn't know nobody time. around me that went to college right. until twelfth grade came. I didn't apply for college until twelfth grade. Yeah. Like literally right before I graduated almost. So it was like going up there and experiencing that. It was like a car. Yeah, that kind of. Oh, it was for sure. Like, we shock. was super smart, but like nobody had told us shit about the ACTs. We thought that was an Man. athlete thing. We yeah. thought that mm-hmm. only athletes take that. So we had like we super huge no limit fans. Still got our true tats. And like Kane and Abel, we had met some. We know we was fucking with no limit and. uh a guy was like, man, Cannon and Abel go to college, bro. They go to Xavier University. That's one of the best colleges in the world. So we looked at each other like, Xavier? Xavier? Let's apply for Xavier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So we applied to that shit. So we and both apply to Xavier, and, and then we apply to Southern, and then we apply yeah. to Savannah State. And then State. I uh, applied to Savannah State on my own. So Savannah State hit me back immediately like, yo, you in. We seen your transcripts. I'm like, dog, Savannah State want us. So, but we like, no, we going to see what this Xavier shit come back. They like... Y'all ain't got, y'all ain't take no ACT no SAT. We go to school like the next day. Like yo, what the fuck is the ACT? Like we mm-hmm. thought this an athlete's thing. Man, the universe worked so crazy. This was like in May that we found out about the ACT. We go right. to the counselor and he like it's a long shot, but it's, you, they don't take cash when you go take it. So you got to get a money order and you got to find somewhere to do it. And they, we went to Rumulus. They knew we lived in Angster. He pulled the shit up. He was like, "You're gonna never believe this." We like what? He like. Next Saturday, Angster High, Angster High, ACT, and they take, it. take cash. We like, we on it. So we take the shit. We don't study. You know, people study their whole yeah, existence for, sure. for this shit. So we study. We take that. Sh- I mean, we don't study. We take that shit. We like, fuck it. You know, what we I'm saying? do good enough to get yeah. in. But we we so with Southern, we looked at two things because we always been conscious about what we was into. So at this time, we was like super huge in the women, right? So we looked at Southern, and it's in bad super rules. high age, rate. super high age rate. So we like, like that ain't gonna work. We ain't going there. Like mm-hmm. what's the like? I'm you not, said age or age. They was the oh, number yeah, one. Nobody's gonna go there right there was the number one in the country for new aids cases and new aids cases it's people either getting tested or people coming into the city bringing it and definitely. finding out so we like ah, that's out of there you feel what i'm saying and then with Savannah Xavier State, was uh it's a, a catholic, catholic college school. so we you know what i'm saying they ain't accepted no way yeah and it super, <laughs> was super expensive you feel what i'm saying and then he got uh, accepted to savannah state and i just was like man that's that's pretty far i don't want to go you, and I, and that was it for college. Like, so, so did you go? No, yeah, we go. just went we to just 13th went grade and uh, Henry Ford. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. 13th grade. You know you what I'm saying? I'm so, saying. but like, we, nobody told us. Like, we was around a bunch of athletes, and they was talking about the ACT as if it was only just an for athlete them. thing. Yeah, and nobody. For sure. And we was literally fuck it. We was the smartest niggas around. Our like, we was younger, but we was like, for our school and shit, we like we'd get all A's and get suspended for two weeks. You know what I'm saying? The, the white principal pulled us into the office one time. Like, I know y'all live in Inkster. I know y'all drive to school. I know y'all park next door. Basically, I know all of this shit. We need y'all here more than y'all want to be here. Then y'all want to be here. But he needed us there because having two African-American males getting all A's like that was 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 boosting their stats. For sure. That was helping them. And not like now yeah, that we've grown, it makes sense. To see how all of that that's stuff makes like, sense. That we, we dollar signs for them. You, you know what I'm saying? So fuck if y'all don't live in Inkster. Well, y'all gonna get suspended for a week anyway, but y'all still maintaining. So get suspended. Fuck all that up for yourself. But while y'all here, y'all do y'all thing. Mm-hmm. So when did when would you say that you had your real spiritual Awakening this year, I'm oh, straight up. 
Straight up. Like when was your what was your aha moment? Like what was your moment that you knew everything you had put together in your head was like this is real. When did you for sure feel like you was like God, like on that level? Um, okay, so I can say 2017 when my uncle passed. Um, you know, because I've been studying the knowledge of self, man, since I was about 15 or 16. And I went through every walk of life from Christianity to God body to, you know, I dabbled into the nation of Islam. I I studied some of everything because, like, I believe the the, the most high in totality is one. Like, at the end of the day, we serving um, one creator. Right. Right. Straight like that. We serving one creator. And it's like, um, even if you want to break it down to Noah's sons and all the sons that he had just going off based off the Bible, all of his sons took what was taught to them and spread it. And they all went in their own direction. So, like, I look at religion as that. Um, but my awakening for myself was, like I said, it was truly this year. I tried um, a psychedelic. What was it? Was Ayahuasca. It Ayahuasca. Oh, okay. What, uh, what, what is that? It's, it's the T, T version of the DMT. Okay. 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 Now, so, before this, have you ever, like, took any mushrooms or anything? Never. See, I, I had experience with some mushrooms. And it wasn't a bad experience I had because I wrote my book is an urban fantasy. And it's about... Uh, it's called Animal Instinct, the Urban Jungle. And it's basically about animals in their own element and how they survive. And in the book, their drug that they sell to survive is mushrooms, mushrooms because that's mm. what you see when you go outside. So I said, after I finish my book, I'm going to take some mushrooms. So I took the mushrooms and everybody was telling you everything not to do to do. So it's kind of you nervous off the rip. Mm-hmm. But I also know that it's, it's mind altering, it's mind opening. So when I took that shit, man... I, I felt so at one with the earth. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like, like, yo, this is, I get it. Like, yeah, it was, like I, I ain't taking mm-hmm. the freak off with no bitch or nothing like that. Like, <laughs> no, you know how no, niggas right, take right. different yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you ain't percolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't even, now I was activated though because I was on weed, drink, weed and some uh, liquor with it. But by the time the mushrooms actually, actually Kick, kicked yeah. in, it was all a mushroom high because mm-hmm. I knew the difference of Between how my body both. Is. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, happen. cool. So what the room started spinning though. Yeah, 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 we'll talk about that. So what was your experience like? Because I hear people, like you're not the first person I heard say that like I, I can reference uh Mike Tyson when he said he took the toe the the and DMT. it was like no 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 yeah. he was like yeah. yeah right and he was like all of this stuff happened in my mind and you I'm thinking I'm living it and then somebody like you only been high for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and he said he's seeing so many different scenarios mm-hmm. and he like he living them he shit. Living like, like you living them in yeah, the moment yeah. and he like he like his deferred because he takes it and his man's are like no bro you was only like down for 15 minutes and he was like yo this is the best thing he's ever discovered you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so when you took that so first what led you to take that okay so for me um like i said i'm i'm a person i'm intrigued by the spirit naturally um at every facet of the most high like yeah I want to know as much as I can know, so I know that, like you know, I'm I'm, I'm paying homage to the to the correct Creator right. because we we all have our own breakdown and our own description of what the Most High, what Jesus is to us, what Buddha is to us, or Hinduism, or all of those things. So, right. um, for me, how can I even break it down? Like, you mm. just knew it was time. Yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah. like when when it first came to like my thought or to my attention about ayahuasca, it was like, yo, what the hell is this? So like I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube <laughs> yeah, and Google, yeah, like yeah, that should scare you and excite you at the same time, <laughs> yeah. Man. But it's like for me, I've never been a person that feared nothing spiritually because yeah. it's either gonna correct me for what I believe in or it's gonna add to what I believe in. Right. So like I never approach anything with fear because the most high is not a fear. Anything that's a fear is of a lower vibration and of the adversary. So I'm going to come in with if I have a bad trip or a bad experience or whatever, 
I have to see this in order for me to grow to become a better right, man. Right, right. I have right. to see my reality. Right. I need this might have been what needed to get man. all of that out. So exactly. it's not a bad trip. It's you, just there's, it ain't there's even no a trip. Such thing. It's just I, I had to get all it's this. It's reality. Out. Yeah. So I now I tell all my homies this all the time too. Like, bro, there's no such thing as a bad trip, regardless to what you take. It's time for you to get off your bullshit and for you to see who you truly are. Right. Because we lie to ourselves every all day, the yeah, all yeah. the time about who you really are, what you really like, your desires, all of that stuff. What you really do stuff for. What yeah. you really do stuff for, all yeah, of that. Yeah, because you're the only one that's like, I'm 38. I'm the only nigga that's been rocking with me these 38 years, day for <laughs> no, day, for minute for minute. I, I got to look in the mirror. So if I look in the mirror... That that like that's how you start putting your plan together. Like a couple months ago, I looked in the mirror and I told this nigga, "Yo, son, I look fat to me, bro. I want my body to look like this." And I showed him a picture. You know what I'm saying? Of like an African warrior. And then I look, and then I never thought about it again. I just printed out the picture, put the picture up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, then I looked at the picture some more and I sent it to a motherfucker. And I said, "Yo, look at this picture." And they like, "Yo, that look like that." This y'all like, got the same that, nose. Y'all got the same <laughs> nose. And then I looked at a picture of my cousin Black. That's my favorite cousin. He died. Though you know what I'm saying, and I'm looking at the picture of the African warrior, and I'm looking at the picture of my cousin, and I could damn near put his face on it. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, then I know my body could look like that because it's in me, it's, it's not on you me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what I started doing. So once you start, well, once you take this, when you had your trip, like when you was going through what you was going through, while you was, I'm not even gonna say high. I'm gonna say when you was elevated, awakened. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like. What were, what was your feelings? Like, what was the first emotion you felt once you okay. knew that it was kicking in? Nah, like, look. <laughs> I, I love telling this story, bro, because, yeah. like, I, I did it with my shaman. My shaman is black, most yeah. definitely. And my experience, he said he's never experienced anyone go through what I went through. So, like I said, last year, ayahuasca came up. I did my research on it. And then this year, one of my best friends and her husband, they did it. Yeah. So, when he got on the phone, he called me and... You know, she like, yo, he want to talk to you. I'm like, damn, what bro want to talk to me about? So as soon as I start talking, he heard my vibration because after you take it, you still downloading and your spirit is still open um, to the most high, you know, days after. So as soon as he heard my voice, she like, baby, what's wrong? And like he just started speaking over my life and telling me stuff that I never like he never even knew about me. And he was like, yo, your faith and your obedience is what's blocking you. This is what has gotten you this far. This is what has gotten you to your um your notoriety, all of that stuff musically, because you have a calling for this, but you're not being faithful and obedient to the most high like you should be. And now after that, it was like, yo. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all I needed right, because right, how did you know what I'm doing on my personal time when I'm by myself? How do you know this? So from there, um, you know, we planned it out, like, yo, we doing the ayahuasca. At this date, it's on. It's yeah, lit. Yeah. So I did my 30 days. I did 30 days of raw. Um, no food, really. I, I fasted. Dang, there like two times a week. Dry fasting, no food, no water. Like I really cleansed my body out. So that way when I take it, I'm not dealing with so much trauma. Right. Because right. that's that's kind of like what ayahuasca does. It's a, it's, it's a feminine plant. So when you take it, it's more so like a mother. Yeah. She, she, she nurtures you and shows you your trauma. And, you know, she came right. to you like, it's okay. Like. You have to go through this. You have to see this in order for you to heal. So for me, when I did it for the first time, I didn't go through any trauma. So it was like freaky for me because it's like I'm sitting around all my homies and my sisters and all of them. They crying. They I'm talking about like balling, yeah, balling, yeah, like yeah, seriously. Yeah. And I'm just activated at first. Like when I, I'm laying there and when I started to feel it kick in, I just rose up out of nowhere like, yo, 
I'm about to blast off. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, for real. Like, it literally felt like my crown, the top of my head was just open. Right, yeah. now my high kicking in. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's about to go there. I'm getting yeah. excited, too, because it's like, like I said, I don't have no fear yeah. of yeah. anything. Like, I love the most high. I don't fear. I, I don't have a fear when it comes to that. And, I'm, and, that, and I, I'm happy that you, like, that you project that also because I think even with just religion, people are afraid of the most high. That, so, that's the difference. So yeah. That's why they... For example, go to church and be good. It's fake. And do stuff in yeah, the dark because fake. they look. They so afraid for the people to find out who they really are. Mm-hmm. When it's like you really afraid to find out who, who you, you really are. So are. you yeah. approach religion with fear. I don't. I don't approach religion with fear. I don't think death is the end. I don't like. It's not the end all be all because mm-hmm. if you connect it spiritually, you know that you go move on and in spirituality. Some people think like when somebody died, like that's it. And, and no, it's not because nah. it's spirits that like. Like it's positive spirits in your you, place that lead you, right, that right. lead people to you. That mm-hmm. when stuff happens, you can be like, uh, only only my mom knew about that. It, it, say if my, my my mom's still here, but it's like somebody who mom passed away, you'd be like, only my mom knew that. How would this lady know to say this to me? You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just like my man spoke over you when he spoke to you because he heard your vibration and he felt your vibration and y'all over the phone but something led him to say I need to talk to dude right, right now, now. Mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying because it's it's something like it's not the unseen is way more powerful than, than what we than can what see. We see you Most feel definitely. what I'm saying so while you going through this and you noticing like other people going through a different uh, it's happening different from them how are you reacting to what's happening to them because so, you open so you 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 know what's happening to them you uh download so first and foremost like when 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 I first started to activate and my higher self started to activate my accent changed that's what made me even more like intrigued like yo where is this about to go i started speaking in a west african tongue yeah like out of nowhere i don't know nobody in west africa i ain't right. never watched like but like i literally start to speak in a west african tongue and um We'll talk about the shrooms after this because this story is connected to that as well. When I um, stood up, it was literally like I rose up and I started clapping my hands on my knees like super fast. like <laughs> yeah. And like my, my best friend started crying, like bawling. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's okay, baby. You got to let it go. You got to let it out. Yeah. Like literally, I'm, I was pouring into her. And while everybody is going through what they were going through, I stood up and it was like, yo, I seen the energy coming out of my hands. Yeah. And for right. the first time in my life, I heard in my head, like, you're a healer. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm a healer. What do I do now? And you know, I walked up to my best friend, and I literally just started praying over, her, like, literally, like, just yeah. fluently, just going over. Her. And she just started crying harder and harder and harder. And she ended up releasing. And then after she released, she got up and like, a, like the ayahuasca trip lasts about six hours. Yeah. So after that, like, she was in her bag after after <laughs> she released. I'm like, yo, this is lit. Right. Yeah. Right. But. I said all of that to say um, that ayahuasca experience really changed my perspective on life itself yeah. and being able to experience it hand, hands on because like so many of us just go off, whether it's a pastor, whether you believe in the Hebrew Israelite doctrine, which is what I you know personally subscribe to in regards to us being aboriginal, it's man believing in man opposed to right. you doing your own due diligence on what you believe in and right. why you and believe that, in it. And that's why I had backed off of religion because all Christianity do is give Jesus the, the people praise Jesus. All mm. Islam and do is And that's idol people, worship. You know what I'm saying? All Islam do is people praise Muhammad. Like, like we was saved Christians before when we was deep into Islam and I, I done looked into the nation of Islam and I done all, all of that you know what I'm saying and now I just believe in the universe bro I'm operating on a universal like you put it out there and come back tenfold I'm like 
I had to tell somebody like, bro, I never walked into a room and didn't get what I walked in that room for, good, mm-hmm. bad, or ugly. I knew what I was going in the room for, so I I ain't never thought about if my credit good or if these niggas go be with the funk or all of that. When I walk into the room, I'm gonna get whatever I want out of that room. I'm gonna get whatever I'm supposed to get out that room. Most definitely. So I might as well just put it in the air that when I go in this room, the universe go get. I ain't, I don't, I don't fear. I ain't afraid to go somewhere I never went and kick it with nigga. I done been everywhere from the Calio projects all the way back. To the jungles, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No problems. I respect the the politics. I'm not in your politics, but so, you respect. You know what I'm saying? I respect the street code because I come from the element. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I ain't picking sides with no niggas and no none of that because the universe uh, put if whatever you tell yourself you is the universe go test it. You tell yourself you a bad motherfucker, the universe go test you. it. Mm-hmm. You tell yourself you a bad motherfucker. Man, you tell, you, you tell <laughs> yourself you a dope dealer, the universe go test you. You tell yourself you a killer, the universe go test you. And you got to live up to that. You you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we was having a conversation yesterday and it was about I don't give a fuck what nobody do with their life. They just got to be able to live with to, them to consequences. With you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not I can't tell you you do this but don't do that. No, bro. You got to live with them consequences and a lot of niggas don't know what well, it means. Well, that's people though. Yeah, that's people. people. I'm just talking in general. Like yeah. people don't know what consequences really is and today in the midst of it. Now they want to go call God. Mm-hmm. Now they want the prayer and all that. No, dog, cuz you wasn't thinking about none of that mm-hmm. when you was like I'm about to go hit these but niggas that's for this that's even a, that's even as, as as simple as going to a college say you want to go to right so all your life your parents telling you to a person we we are such and such family so your mama went here that's where I met your mama at. yeah that's your where you going that's where you going but in your heart you like but I want to go to Spelman if you a woman. Mm-hmm. Your whole life going to be thrown off track if you follow what they told you because that's, the, then, that's what they that's want what for they your want. life. Like, so, yeah. And that comes with agreements as well. And like as, as, as children, we are made to agree to things over our life that, that we have us. no clue We about. have no clue over. You know what I'm saying? Because I read the book Four Agreements and the Fifth, fifth Agreement. The Fifth Agreement, my favorite oh, book. Oh, man, that book's so lit. And yep. it showed me how we do write contracts off as kids. And a lot of these things are afflicted on us that we don't yeah, question. Yeah. So you grow up just what I was talking about religion. We all grew up Christians, Baptists, because people all of those taking things. us to church, getting us baptized all we knew. at eight when we don't really understand. I don't even understand why is. I'm being baptized. So yeah, I ain't even did shit yet. I need this shit in the yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I need this like, now. Like yeah, you should have yeah. waited. Yeah, yeah, now you feel like what the fuck or to getting the kids Christian, man. But let's talk. Uh, 2018. We gonna go back to them books though, too. Yeah, 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 we yeah, talk yeah, books, You know what I'm saying? So, but 2018, you dropped the Ten Commandments project, right? And you had a story, a, a song on there, man, called "Story Untold," man. Mm-hmm. And that shit was so like vivid with the description of what was going on in the song. Could you explain that song and? It's so common. I understand where you got the inspiration from, but like, was that somebody affected? Somebody you knew personally was affected like that? Because that yeah. that was a deep story, man. Like, you no, know I, I, I feel like like embodying Pac in that energy, and like me being a student to the game. Um, I write only my life. I can't write a narrative from somebody else. Like, I write a lot of my homies' perspective. Or like like a lot of the times I believe in like the narrative and like and it's not literal, but the dead homie speaking through me. Yeah. Right. For real, for real. Like telling they stories that they couldn't tell. These niggas not rappers. Like these niggas is right. in, into what they into. So for me, with the story untold, that was personal. Yeah, like okay. that happened to me as a little kid. You know what I'm saying? And I'm right. man enough to speak on that because right, right. I was put in that situation. You was a little yeah. kid. I was a little kid. Is. I was innocent. You know what I'm saying? But that happened to me as a child and it happened to 
women in my family and it's like this happens in all black families a lot of this stuff gets swept under the rug and, that, and that's and yeah. that's the and that's, that's the tragedy the in it that's because the like that's the issue I, I had a friend who something like that happened to and it happened to somebody who was so much older that mm-hmm. we know they did this to this uh, like Most you definitely. you so far down the generational line they just didn't get caught and stopped like at that moment like we don't let no sucker shit fly no, and no nobody's and everybody's right. included no so cap. if my brother do some sucker shit this is my twin brother we come from the womb together this is all I know if you do some sucker shit that we know we don't agree with, you get, I, disciplined. you get disciplined the same way you did it. And motherfuckers don't hold that cold true to their family, to their friends. It's like mm-hmm. the cold is the cold until it's sitting right next to you. Like niggas be like, oh, with such and such telling. But you riding with a nigga who tell all the, all time, the time. And you know he tell, but mm-hmm. he don't tell on you. I mean, but but see, even further than that, like with even with that type of situation that gets swept under the rug in the family, like. So what? That's your grandfather. If you know that that that, that that's not cool, why would you bring your kids around, around your that? Gra- nah, right. grandfather gonna get his ass whooped. Yeah, I ain't gonna I lie mean, to you. Like he gonna I, get disciplined. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly how. I, like you feel what I'm saying? That's exactly how I feel. Like it don't matter because because that take people into directions that they didn't have to go in. But mm-hmm. if your if your if your mama know that that happened to her. It's okay for her not to have a relationship with her father, and you never meet her and you father. Never meet him. And then when she cool. grow yeah. up, when you grow up, you it's she sad. gotta tell you, hey, listen, I was protecting you because when I was a kid, this yeah. happened to me, and I couldn't live with that happening to you because I needed a babysitter for work. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You feel me? And that that the people like to lace it up. Like my my wife don't talk to her family because we took a stance like that. You feel what I'm saying? I Most ain't afraid definitely. to say it. Like her daddy is just. Uh, one of them type of niggas, niggas. you know if, what I'm you saying? You feel me? And I told her, like, we've been married 13 years, and, and the day she told me that, I said, I'll, I'll never shake your father's hand, and you can't go over there. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I don't want you to get used to going over there because when we have children, they're not going over there Most because definitely. I will murder your father and and whatever happened after that happened. And then, and, and, and then like, as we get, uh, as I get closer to other people in our family, one of her aunties told us, I told your mama about your daddy in 1982. That's 38 years That's, ago. I was about to you say feel that. I'm 38. Sure. That's 38 years ago. So if he did try to do that to your auntie and then did that to somebody else's daughter and then did that to this person, why am I going to put my daughters in the fire? Cause that's your daddy. It's mm-hmm. not happening. So if if they don't understand that, then that's them. You feel what I'm saying? And that's the people not protecting their family. Mm-hmm. Because if your if your auntie told your mama that 38 years ago, then your mama is to blame for everything for that everything happened. That transpired. Most that. definitely. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? But motherfuckers want to give it up. Not your wife, but people be giving passes where passes don't belong, man. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, man, we not giving no passes on sh- shit. We ain't giving no passes on none of that shit. And I feel it's because, like I said, like the reason why. I still reference my big homies like i live by the like a servant i'm a servant i don't you know what i'm saying i, I, I pay homage to those that's right. around me like big brothers and because yeah. I'm, I'm still young i'm still learning yeah more than anything so like even with my big homies i'm, I'm thankful for them and they don't treat me like a little homie because of how i carry myself right, i right. feel like with that narrative if you call somebody your big homie then you know what i'm saying how you carry yourself is how they gonna treat you right at right, the right. end of the day so like right. ain't no nigga about to call me no little homie or <laughs> right because no, i'm not little yeah, homie. yeah i'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not little homie but i don't have no pride in that area to <laughs> right. where it's gonna hurt my pride if somebody say, say that. that that's right. how you feel no but that's what that's i'm saying how you feel. Yeah, like, yeah you could still say it but like you're not about to treat me like yeah no, but you're not yeah. about to treat me like that so with that narrative and what we talking about just with commandment five even with that happening to me like all of this stuff does get swept under the rug so what that did to me it traumatized me as a little kid so what i did naturally growing up i had sex with a lot of women yeah 
Yeah, I had yeah. sex with a lot of women, and people wrong. don't understand the importance of sex until you get older. Exactly, and older like that's and older spiritual. Oh yeah, yeah, like super. Like we used to knock hoes down. We twins, bro. Like, and we wasn't no athletes. We was just some rappers that you know we was grown in high school per se. Like we was just living that life. Like you know what I'm saying? And we hit all these hoes. It was at fun. that time. At that, yeah, at that time. time, but like when you look back and reflect, you like. These little that's disgusting. This is it's disgusting. disgusting. All of this energy that you it's, 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 that you gave to these hoes, yeah. like, and or that you took, yeah, that you took. Not, you, you know what I'm saying? You taking these because they're not these, just laying down with you, right? These hoes be depressed and like because you get to see them as grown women, and you be like, damn, she was fucked up like that in high school. I used to fuck her like this, bitches. You know what I'm saying? Or you look at everything because people don't realize how real energy is. Like mm-hmm. it's the thing now, you know, vibes and all that. It's the topic now, but like when you. We was aware a long time ago of, of speaking shit into existence and mm-hmm. all that. Like, even with us getting in trouble and catching cases, like, we spoke them shits up. Like, you know what I'm saying? So now it was like, yo, I got to be careful what, what I say. You, you know what I'm saying? Happen. So I I can't even waste no conversation. Like, I used to be a pimp and all that. You know what I'm saying? So you manipulate. And you, you're not manipulating these hoes because it's by choice and not by force. You know what I'm saying? But you got the power to help them with your speech. And you, you know you what I'm saying? You use it for the wrong You use it for the, for the wrong, wrong reason. So now it's like, damn, you could have got so much more out of your life if I would have told you like yo just go to college if you go be fucking this, niggas get anyway, your spirit dude. right hey, dude, yeah you know? you know what I'm saying so I'm like yo now we got these opportunities motherfuckers tell me shit that's going on and I just I don't criticize I don't judge I don't, none of that I just make you think for your life because I t- like I tell a motherfucker I'm gonna be straight regardless because the most high go everything gonna line up for me when it's supposed to I'm when not rushing yeah. I'm not I ain't afraid of nothing I'm just going I'm just moving full throttle because I know I gotta do it at a, a God speed level so tell mm-hmm. us what's the meaning of y'all body right? I mean so like of course you know growing up like I said I started diving into the God body knowledge when I was young Yeah, like just now, who, who did your uncle get you into that? Because you referenced the uncle earlier that passed, who, away. that passed away. Nah, man, my uncle was an angel sent here, man. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. And of course, like you know, all our uncles got our past, dope dealing era, yeah. all of that. But yeah. like, man, my uncle was the most selfless person I ever met in my life. Yeah, like literally, like if you if your pants is falling off and we around our elders, he hold his pants and take his pants off to make sure that you look how you supposed to look as a young man. Yeah, right. like that type of energy. Fix like, your collar. Type yeah, of shit. yeah, like yeah. like 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 fix your collar. Like why your pants off your ass, little nigga here. Take my belt, put your belt on it till we get back to the hood yeah. type right. of situation. So, like, me losing him, just even speaking on that, like, that changed my life forever. Yeah. Right. Um, now, how old was you when that happened? Um, this was 2017. Oh, this was, oh, this was that recent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he, okay. he passed January 1st. Okay. And it was like, I believe, like, even, even through his death, it was so beautiful because leading up to, he had been crying, like, you know, I'm ready to go. Like, because yeah. he, you know, he, he had health issues yeah. that um, we didn't really know about. And the last time I seen him, um, I seen him like two days before he passed. And he just hugged me. But it was one of those hugs. Like, my spirit knew. Yeah. But at that time, I'm not where I am consciously and okay, aware. Okay, yeah, that's, but that's that's looking back, it was yeah. like, yo, I knew he was about to go. And he knew it, too. So He, he just, knew. Yeah. And it was like, out of, and I'm, I'm not saying, like, I just had a special bond with my uncle. But I did have a special bond with my uncle. Like, um, just the, 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 the love. Like, that's why I said the narrative of cousins being brothers and sisters. Yeah. Like, his kids are my brothers and my sisters. Yeah. I can never call them my cousins because how him and my dad raised us. Yeah. Right. But his last hug to me was one of those, like, yeah. Yeah. hey, I'm about to check out. But he said, take care of my kids. That was the last thing he told me. Right. And it was like, yo, we drinking, we partying. It's a party going on. Yeah. And me and him had a real intimate one-on-one. So it was like, 
I just didn't feel right from that conversation. It really made me question, like, yo, something going on with my uncle. Because he tell me this all the time. But I felt but it. Felt I it. felt yeah. it this time. Yeah. Like, right, yo, right. take care of my babies, this, this, and that. So, Wait, so oh. you felt it because he had to let you know. Like, he had like, to let like me know. serious. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So, that, so, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was about to say, that made me, even in his death, that made me question religion even more at that time. Because right. we taught... Um, so much in religion that demonizes everything that comes from an original culture where our people are from. Right. So with that, um, he passed January 1st. So when he passed, I've been astral projecting ever since I was a little kid. Never knew what it was. I started astral projecting when I was like six years old. Okay. Laying in a room and just leaving my body and just yeah. looking down at myself like, yo, am I dreaming? Yeah. And then I fall back in my body. So when he passed, the first three days, I would astral project like hard and I'm crying, I'm praying, like, you know, like I just need to know. You want some answers. Yeah, I want answers. Like, yo, I feel like he just got murdered, like taken from us. And I'm praying to the most high, like, please just give me a sign, something to because I'm losing it. And the first two nights, like my body will lock up. I can't move. I astral project out of my body and just leave. Then I come back. But I was scared because I haven't did this since I was like twelve or thirteen. Right. So this year's fast forward. Now you're grown. I'm, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a grown ass <laughs> man. Like, yo, I can't control my. Why am I leaving? Where am I? Yeah. And the first two days it happened, I was terrified. And the third night, I prayed to the Most High, like, yo, if this is of your spirit and of your doing, I take my hands off of it. I'm ready to sh- see whatever it is that you want to show me. At the instant I said that. I literally inhaled and exhaled. As soon as I exhaled, I left my body. I went right to where my uncle was. Yeah. Right. He walked right up to me. And it was in a familiar setting of my family house. Yeah. Right. And it was just a party going on. It, same thing like when he talked to me the last time. And I feel like your mind projects those surroundings to protect you so you're not in fear. Because yeah. it's still unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. it's still the unknown. And you know, like, like we taught not to do that so it was like yo i'm questioning a lot with all of this happening and he walked right up to me and was like tell my kids i'm okay tell them i'm good and i'm asking him questions but he's not answering nothing because you he got something to say to you he has something to say to me he's just like yo tell my kids i'm all right he's smiling glowing look healthy tell my kids i'm good i'm all right i'm all right and after that it was like yo i'm lit yeah i get right, it right, yeah right. I, I get it spiritually i'm diving down the rabbit hole i yeah, need to know yeah, what yeah. i know yeah, so now what made you uh, get into uh, to the guy by the so early at fifteen. Some would say that was early, but since you learning this on your own, I would say that was early. Yeah, most because, definitely. Like if if I'm coming up and somebody teaching me this, it's different. So what made you say like, let me look into this also? Um, I feel like fast forward now is so I can have um understanding and this totality of what the most high truly is like starting off at that age like i said i've always been conscious and aware spiritually i always believed in the higher power like while my homies was on the block doing certain stuff my spirit wouldn't let me do it for some odd reason so me diving into it at an early age was more so like i want to know like it, it intrigued me it was different parts of religion to where i took pieces i took the meat out and spit the bones out like that's an analogy i live by if i study something i'm getting i only want to get the meat i only want to get what i'm supposed to get out of it to complete this picture of what the most high really is or what people subscribe to the universe or jesus or whatever buddha hinduism whatever i want the complete picture because i want to know what i believe in is real i want to know that i know and not just go off uh, somebody told to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah so and that that's what we were saying about religion yesterday when we was talking i was saying when people learn stuff they be they they try to force it on you because they just learning it so mm-hmm. they think that this is true this is true and i fell into that when i was like so 
what changed my life as a kid was I read the autobiography of Malcolm X in like mm-hmm. sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? Now that I'm grown, I know I didn't understand none of it. But it was all feeding everything that would become me. You know what I'm Most saying? Definitely. So then I at the time I had an older cousin who was in jail. And you know a nigga go to jail. They on the come back on yeah, that. He, yeah. on a, he nation of Islam, Muslimness, L's, Bays. I'm running around in seventh grade calling myself Santuan Jackson Bay. I don't know none of this. You know what I'm saying? But He's supposed to come home and he's supposed to take me down here and I'm supposed to blah, blah, blah. Nigga ain't do none of that. He mm-hmm. came home and got, 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 got right back to the, to, yeah, to the yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But one? now I'm aware. So I, I in seventh grade, I quit eating pork. Then I started up later on again in life, but I was aware for all of that. Then one day we at the barbershop. This is years later. You know what I'm saying? One day we at the barbershop and we telling my man that we Muslim. But our, our barber Muslim, his name Ishmael Muhammad. He just black. And he like, have y'all ever took y'all shahada? We like, no, I just, you know, I'm praying five times a day and all that. I'm saying it in everybody. I ain't know nothing about no shahada though. He like, I'm going to take y'all tomorrow to take y'all shahada. Look, this is what you do. And, and what's actually interesting about that story is he became our barber that day because our regular barber was late. And was he late. had opened the Divine shop. Divine time. Right. Yeah. Because that's why I said we always believed in stuff like that because he just happened to have a key. It's not his shop. He opened the shop. He said he had a son. He just had a son. And, and he son named him Yusuf. was Yusuf. And I was like, that's a good Muslim name. And he was like, y'all Muslim? And I was like, yeah, well, we dabbling into it. We getting into it. And then he was like, I'm taking y'all to take y'all shahada tomorrow. Like, I would go today, but I already booked these people up. Like, we going first thing in the morning. And then he started explaining us, explaining it more and getting more into it. Like, this is why you do this. this, this he was like, I'm going to get blessings just for acknowledging y'all and taking y'all. And everything is about this. But when we we dug deeper into it because we still got to learn about it. Most so yeah, when yeah. we learned about it ourselves, we say this is just another version of Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. So, but, the, but the the thing that Islam did do for me and that I really appreciate is because the masjid that I used to go, I, I I never missed a Friday for like two three years straight, right? And the masjid that I used to go to was around the corner from my cousin's house. I told you my cousin Black. He yeah, introduced us to rap. He, this is my favorite cousin, you know what I'm saying? And he was actually sick. He had cancer. And the, uh, the mask year was around the corner from him. So I got to see my cousin every single mm-hmm. Friday. I'm the person who took him and his wife to the doctor when they found out they was pregnant because he knew that I'd be over there on Friday after I go. So, like, I really appreciated what that did, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, like, I just take everything that was supposed to be for me out of the situation you know and you what I'm have saying? to you and I don't, I, I don't disrespect islam christianity you believe what you want to believe because at the end of the day you don't know it's your truth until you go wherever you i don't subscribe to heaven or hell though i don't think after death is heaven or hell i think that you live in your heaven and hell now you go go through all of that right now because okay for instance they say heaven is the land of milk and honey and that you eat pomegranates like that's because that's what that's the most high's favorite fruit right 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 so that's not heaven to me because I'm lactose intolerant and I'm allergic to pomegranates. So that's never that that image of what they call heaven could never be heaven to me if the only way I could get there is knowing this that I'm allergic to pomegranate and I can't drink milk. So heaven and earth, I mean heaven, it, you got to do that because if if people think when you die that's the end. I mean, but wait, not 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 to cut you off, big bro. But are you saying like flesh wise, you are you're 
allergic to red. Just flesh white because this is all I know: milk and honey and right. pomegranate. Right, right, so right. I'm not thinking of a spiritual. A spirit, you know what I'm saying? Aspect. Because what you're using to say that this is heaven is all I would know from how I would do it with my flesh. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Most but the, actually, it's your milk and honey, and it's your pomegranate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you only discover that living this life. Like if it's nobody ever came back from death to tell us nothing about it. So mm-hmm. if you ever hear somebody say. Oh, Courtney got an old soul. That mean that soul been circulating around and around and around. So we know the souls ain't going, you know what I'm saying? So we know God ain't create no more souls and no more land. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm and saying? And then, too, you feel me? At the, at the, at the end of the day, um, spirit is forever. Right. That's what I'm saying. So the most high created my spirit, my my every everything that's about Courtney Bell, it right. was created. At, at the beginning of time, but listen, I just chose though, this let's time. really talk about this, man. You rap, man. We got it. We said all of that, man. You rap, man. Let's talk about some rap, man. Like, yeah, like, that's, like, like everything that's crazy, like, like that's that, like we that's kicking it, but we, we sitting here because you rap, man. To you, get to you, know you, you got it. You, you got it. You know what I'm saying, like, Peace bro. I, I don't, I don't listen to a zillion niggas, bro. You know what I'm saying, like before, like we was underground rap historians at one time. The shit just started getting out of control. Ten thousand new niggas drop every day. I can't keep up with that. But you. You you got a, a nostalgic, familiar feel to your your talent, but it's all new shit, man. So what you working on as far as music? Gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Um, man, I stay working like, and that's another thing. Like I, I I pay so much homage to Pac because like I'm really a student to how he worked, his work ethic. Like I do one to five songs a day. Yeah, like you know I'm, I'm locked in. And um, right now album, I'm working on albums, man. Albums, more right, more than anything, right, right. like. I got my whole um, way of thinking when it comes to approaching a, a body of art right, more than anything. Right. Like, I think three albums in advance. I think two albums in advance, depending on what the theme is. And I want, like, I get real critical when I think about what narrative I want to tell, what stories I want to tell from my life or from the homie's life, from my mama's life and all of that. So, right, right. you know, I'm working on creating a trilogy kind of like in a way with, yeah. with me being ahead of right. my, my time so let's talk about your creative process since you say your work ethic is that of Tupac but like what's your creative process do you write the rap then go get the beat do you want to hear the beat first or do you want to be right there with the, do you want to be so involved in a song that you write there while the producer producing it right now I'm more hands on yeah. because um, I'm more in tune with production now you know thanks to my big brother PC yeah. uh, pay cash um I'm able to hear now what's going to trigger me to write a certain narrative or hear. Right. Even if I don't know what the narrative is, because like how I write, um, I write backwards in a way. Like I pray. Once I hear a beat that I know my spirit is about to tell me, like, you know, about, about to speak through me, I pray first. And when I pray, the most high always gives me one word. That's all I get for the record is one word. And that one word kind of like expands and it right. turns into a record. So I may listen to a beat and I may hear fall off or i may hear jealousy or i may hear whatever word you got yeah yeah yeah, 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 whatever it is and the narrative gets created whether it becomes a personal narrative or a story i'm telling yeah um and i write backwards so certain records i don't write if the spirit just come i piece it like i just put my headphones on and just go but usually i'll write backwards so i write the rhyming words that's given to me Mm -hmm. i write them all down and i write from that that's that's actually rock hammers too like did you read the book Nah, you yeah. got to read the book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is like when you read the book, you gonna know exactly what I mean by that. That's actually uh, that's you very in tune with how he write. He like said he like writes he something. only take certain words and then start piece to craft. That's it crazy. Around. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's but, crazy. Okay, so I got him. Do you hear in color? Hmm? Do, do you, you hear, hear in color? color? Yeah. 
See, and you caught it off the rip. Like so many people don't even understand. Like when you on that level, you go hear it in color. Like mm-hmm. and you and you, you you when you when you close your eyes and you see the colors, then you start to feel the colors. And mm-hmm. like, cause we used to rap, bro. But like, I get that feeling when I'm like, well, not when I'm planning stuff. I, you know, I might light me something up, go in the back room, put on a classical music, uh, burn some sage, and just sit there and just visualize everything I want. And I don't got a vision board. I write it down, I type it up, and I stick it on the back of the door because you could change your vision board. And I, you know, Or you could come in the house and your daughter done erased something off your vision board. So I type everything up and I put it everywhere I can see it on the back of the bathroom door because if I'm sitting down shitting, I can see it. And if I'm washing my face looking in the mirror, I can, can see, see it. it. And definitely. all of this stuff is happening. Like, bro, I wrote a book last september it's coming up on september now we don't want awards with the book we about oh, to turn the book we turning the book into a cartoon like everything going on with the book and it, it ain't and it ain't been out a year it only came out in march, march. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i'm like bro because the shit was in my heart because you remember when you said you've been writing since uh yes, kindergarten yeah, most definitely. my story is based on my first creative writing assignment that i ever had in fourth grade that's what my book is based on so that shit's been in me the whole time i just needed to be a rapper and i needed to do marketing and i needed to do all this so Take i know out. Mm-hmm. what to do when it was time because all i'm doing i'm pushing so hard motherfuckers is hitting me up with hundreds who who put out books all the time like yo how what company you with and all that i ain't with no company bro the universe love me like you know what i'm saying so you in tune yeah. more than anything when you become attuned to yourself um this is my biggest thing that i love to tell all the homies on the block is like christianity like i said we're not shunning that most definitely right. um right. but it's more so a lot of people don't get the metaphysical and the esoteric side of what the messiah truly embodied right um when you think of the word manipulator you think of a bad thing or right. a bad word i believe he was a master of this reality and everything that he taught us was the power of the mind right like how else are you so in tune that you turn in water into wine and you right. feeding five thousand people With off? two fish yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying he, he was a master of this reality right and and, I, and, and and that's why he told us like you're going to do better things than me but it was like yo we have to become in tune but a lot of things we demonize so we block ourselves when we put ourselves in a and box. i think that's because of the miseducation of religion too because they only giving us certain stories the way they want to give it to us and for example mm-hmm. like the judas story right they will have you believe that jesus met judas that that judas that day and then he turned them over but he did he couldn't have had just met him if because he, he was with his, his disciple friend. and he was calling him his best friend so somewhere into that leading up that they never tell us it if if judas just met jesus that day and sold him out for silver that's not a stabbing in the backstory because nigga i, I don't, don't know you, you. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you how am i selling out a nigga i don't know mm-hmm. but so or if if that's the case maybe i was sent here to make sure you this is where the mission is completed go, the mission right? yeah and even with um uh the birth of jesus and how he was conceived and all of that like we, we have to also know that every book is tampered with like we dealing with not just a nation but just uh an elite group of people yeah it's a it's a, it's that, a society that it's, we can't it's society see. It's, yeah. it's a society that we can't see that is for our detriment and for our fall because of who we are to the world to the world yeah, well, yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah even like even with that like terms that mean stuff that means stuff today don't mean, mean what it meant virgin didn't necessarily actually mean she's never had sex it meant she wasn't married that's what virgin used to mean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. More, do my more, research on that. And more, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and virgin when wasn't, you do your research, you also got to look at uh, 
wherever when the story came, was it written in Greek first? Yeah, you guys, that's what I was just about to get to. Or like, the people got Hebrew, or, or because you saying you yeah body because you don't because you know that it, a J didn't exist. exist most you definitely. know what I'm saying? So people like what you mean a J didn't exist. Every language has its own alphabet. Everything mm-hmm. the ABC in American is not ABC in Arabic, <laughs> or, or, and it's or, all derivatives of right. what the original the tongue words, was. Yeah. So, like, I'm a firm believer of getting to the source. Yeah. Fuck the middleman. Like, yeah. I, I want to cut the middleman out, and I want to get right to the source. So, with that, um, and us just even talking about language, that is imperative that we learn what we're speaking and why the Messiah was so powerful and what he was on because not only did he teach the power of your mind and the power that you have on healing just as much as your faith your faith is connected to your belief in your mind yeah. so when you get to study in scripture and you see that like the disciples will come to him like yo how did you just walk up and heal him we've been here for five hours my nigga right but and, y'all ain't believe that y'all but you didn't it. believe yeah. you didn't have a hundred percent belief or even the faith of a mustard seed that what i'm speaking is true so speaking in the languages in the tongues that we speaking in now this language is witchcraft so this right. is why we have to really gird and guard our tongue because i can say nigga you a hoe or you this, or you this, or even the jokes that we play when we say like, oh, dog, I'm sick, meaning like I'm laughing so hard. Right. But it's like even speaking that, you're attracting that energy yeah, yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, See, it's just, I, I even shit. got certain words that I don't even let, my, I don't use, so I don't let my children yeah, use. Most definitely. Can't is at the top uh, of the you, thing. You, yeah, that's you not should, allowed in the house. That's not allowed in the house. Hope is not allowed in the house. Yeah. Because these are things, you can't hope for something. You have to put the you work put in work if in. you most want definitely. this to happen. And so, we don't use motivation. We use inspiration. Because you never heard somebody say that you have ulterior inspiration. You heard mm-hmm. ulterior motives or you heard like you motivated to do something. But usually that's rooted out of hate because mm-hmm. that's more of fuck him. If he could do it, I can too. Why do he like he, he got that? He did that? Like I could do that then. That's that mm-hmm. that it, it come from. But it's inspiration like, is pure. Yeah. It's like, yo, Plus you like, can find inspiration. Like, in your, your whole movement. I don't even do nothing with rap, but I'm just inspired by the movement. I'm inspired by the actions. I'm inspired. You know what I'm saying? I can't use the word inspiring. Be nothing else but happy for what's going what's on. And people like I never thought about it like that. And I'm not saying that you should have thought about it like that, because before my brother explained it to me, I didn't think about it like mm-hmm. that. So it's just people. People go with the flow to the point that they so brainwashed they don't even understand that they're going with the flow. That's mm-hmm. how I think. You know what I'm saying? What uh? So what's next, bro? Like what? What's like like what can the world expect? Like what? When when is the world gonna get to know what's going on? Um, can't put a date on it right now. I feel like you know what I'm yeah. saying. Very soon. Um, you feel like it's lining up. Yeah, like me and me and me and my manager, man, my brother, my partner. We talk about this all the time. Like everything was already written. Yeah, right. And, you know, a, a old head on a, a liquor store actually told me this. I was on the block and he told me that, you know, just speaking on our life expectancy. So you expected to live 120 years, right. says says by the standard or by scripture. But what you do with your life can either shorten that time or you can live to that full expectancy of the 120, 120 years. Yeah. So we know that this is a marathon. So I don't judge off what another brother is doing. If he popping right now musically, we just speaking on music. If he doing his thing musically, it's his time. I don't know, yeah. bro, or background, what he didn't been through to, to get it. Face, yeah, man. like you I want to see my naga shine. Yeah. I want to see bro lit because I know when it's my time. I just want the same thing. I want yeah. the same amount of respect. So we learning day by day. My faith and my obedience is tied to my spirit, meaning this was a calling on my life ever since I was a little kid. If I'm not faithful to what I'm doing, if I'm not obedient and doing what I'm supposed to do, my life slows down. 
It, right. it, and it, you start to feel old. I start, start to feel, to feel old. stagnant. And Everything gets stagnant. Yeah, yeah. Everything gets stagnant. Yeah. My usually my my ties, my connects. When I'm on what I'm supposed to be on, when I'm on my Yah frequency, my Christ consciousness, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, my mission, everything is, oh, this popping, this person hitting us up, we got to go here, we got to do this. But the moment I fall off my rocker and I get, um, my eyes get on, whether it's money or get on the things that is going to come if I do what I'm doing right Yeah, 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 that's what I was, that's what I was telling my brother yesterday, like, bro, we, we, like, we about to release a cartoon, man. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up. I wrote the book and then I had uh somebody read the book and that's gonna be the track for the cartoon. So it's literally like so everything is us. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I'm telling them, bro, we we, we, we not we not hurting. We for not hurting money. for nothing. You know what I'm saying? As we we need, get this out. Uh, long as long as we got everything we need to get this out, we never go look back. If I die today, I'm leaving you enough money. I'm leaving you enough money and then some to make sure to this make sure get this out. mission. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if we sure. both die, like you know what I'm saying, we got our, our everything's already in play. It ain't nothing mm-hmm. that can I mean, stop this. To the point where it's deadlines and the people we working with just, you know, we, the only, we, it's we, we don't, right, we don't foresee nothing happening to us, but we can't see the unseen. But I'd say to my wife, because, hey, if something happened to us, this is who you contact on this day to make sure that they have this done because this this animation has to be done by this deadline or they won't get paid. And you know what I'm saying? If we already provided everything they need, they have five hard drives. They'll never run out of space. And at, before you pay, you go and you take somebody with you and you get that stuff. Because that's because the that's value. yours. That's, that's the, yours. That's the value. That's your property. That, yeah, you that's, that's, the, yeah, that's yours. Yeah. And, and some people like can't phantom that people think that far ahead, but it's like. Why this gotta keep I, going. This gotta keep weather going. Because this is this is the calling. Like, yeah, like the only thing that we had a problem with with any of this is somebody introduced us to somebody and we thought that person was gonna do something big for us. Ooh. Because that, like, I don't even know why I thought that. I just mm-hmm. thought that, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, because this person know more than me. That's why I actually thought it. Mm-hmm. And this person, th- th- they they know this side of it from I don't know none of that side. But then they ain't even they ain't even do nothing. Do and, 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 you and, know and then I did so much after that that I know that person is like, who did he go get? Mm-hmm. But I bet on myself. I did it like I took every risk to bet on myself, and then I made it where now that I bet on myself and bro think see that I win it because my brother not invested in the book. The book is all me. Yeah, I'm the, not. the cartoon is ours. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then this shit is our daughters. We do. I, I work in my daughter name because we got the same initials. So when it say executive producer S.L. Jackson in 30 years, that's going to mean something to my daughter because she's going to be able to say to her kids or her friends. No, I've been executive producer shit since I was three years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look at the credits. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Lit. And that's all it's about, man. So and, and I think, too, though, that's actually getting on a higher frequency, too, because you got to think, right, coming from where we come from, because Joy is no different than Inkster Road. Nah, you feel what I'm saying? And it's like, unless somebody is really invested in making you a better person, they're not going to tell you certain things. You feel what I'm saying? So when when my niggas start having kids, I already had a daughter for a long time. So I said, listen, bro, day one, soon as your girl had that baby, go get some life insurance. Mm-hmm. It's going to work like this. But actually, you go get a whole life term because they'll pay that same price for their whole life. You feel what I'm saying? And if, you know, as they get older, they'll be able to borrow against that. Right. So I told them that I said, and get get a trust. I said, you don't have to be rich to get a trust trust or start a trust. So once I found that out, I told all my niggas because that's something you should know, because God forbid that you have a baby and something happen. But if you do what I tell you the first day, 
the first two weeks, the baby only covered for say thirty five hundred, right? But then after the first two yo, weeks, yo 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 actual premium, I mean the actual amount kick in. You feel what I'm saying? Babies, some babies don't make it, bro. And that's the last thing you want to do is have to go back to work after you just had a newborn baby. Y'all got ready for this baby. And then two weeks later, something awful happened. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So I say, bro, this is really just a cushion. So you don't have to rush back to doing something you're not going to want to do. You feel what I'm saying? So anytime I find out stuff, I always share it with people I care about in hopes that one that you listen and then you share it with somebody you care about. And, and that's my contribution. I don't have to know if... I told PC something and he told you. Long as Most he definitely. told you and you grasp the concept and then you go back to where you from and you tell your people, you feel what I'm saying? And some people just don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the right, like, you would never know, like, some people, like, look up to niggas with money and stuff like that. You would never know how much money I got because I, I don't show you yeah, that's my what, money. That's not you what feel what I'm saying? I, show, I could tell you a thing I did that might have got me what's a lot of money to you. You, mm -hmm. you feel what I'm saying? And then if you perfect this, this is, you right. can learn yeah, this yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's in the books. And that's when I said, you said the fifth agreement, that's one of my all-time favorite mm -hmm. books. I didn't even read the fourth agreement because fourth agreement I, was fire. You feel what I'm saying? And I know and that, everybody say that, then I just was like I had got the fifth agreement because like we used to do a book pick of the episode and stuff and that was one of my favorite books Message to the Black Man I got that Good in the the only read. thing I ain't like about that I feel like maybe now since we more modern maybe somebody should re-release it because it's a lot of words on the page like yeah it can, just need I, to be re re, re revised like, yeah it's it just, just not the words it just need to be revised in the, the form and stuff like that just so mm -hmm. people can understand because it's to a lot of words yeah on like the pages. yeah and then yeah. Some, like we got to be real like people reading comprehension just ain't where we think it should be and mm -hmm. we can't go based off what how our reading comprehension mm -hmm. is yeah, you yeah, feel yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So, so if people want to get at courtney bill how they get at them um it depends on what you're getting at me for first. No, for music. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, um, for music, man, you hit my brother, my personal manager, Ray Burton. Um, anything music wise, but like I'm a I'm a hands on person, man. Yeah. I love speaking to my supporters. I love building and breaking bread because like that's what helps grow me. This right. is how I get stories. This is how I create my music is day to day dialect with even if it's with a stranger. Right, right, like, right. You know what I'm saying? So just musically, Ray at Ray Burton on all social media. All right, and uh. That's that's all he on Twitter too. Yeah, yeah, but I think his name's something else on Twitter. You know the Twitter era, man. Yeah. We it ain't yeah, Twitter it ain't like this world. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a whole I just world. Get hit. But I love Twitter because Twitter be giving me a lot of book sales though on the ebook tip. So shout out to Twitter and on Ray Twitter. Burton. That's all together, right? Yeah. Okay. B U R T O N. Yep. Okay. All right. Better I, I just follow. So man, too. we appreciate you. We appreciate you coming, man. Kicking the wheels, man. We got Gratitude. we got a, we learned a lot about you. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully everybody else learned a lot about you, man. AJ, what you got popping, bro? Well, wait a minute though. Tell them the new single that's out right now. Oh, Ice. Ice, yeah, ice yeah, man yeah, yeah. That, and, and i thought it. so that's the first word you heard when you heard that beat yeah yeah like because <laughs> yeah. look like just just even a short story about how that record even came about man we were creating and it's like yo you got all of these different vibes but this is the vibe that you missing in regards to something that's gonna reach the masses right in a way and it's like you know i'm conscious i'm conscious of everything i'm writing like all i wanted to make was conscious music at the time and it was like yo i was trying records and trying you know records. what they say though like i hate that how you put con like how people put conscious music in a box like Most it gotta definitely. sound it gotta like sound this. like gotta, yeah. holy for lord yeah, like nah like, my nigga like Matt we, we wanna be lit. yeah <laughs> like nah like but we wanna then this this is one thing i learned talking to executives is like you got it but it's a slap and a hug effect that you missing because like I can come with 
elevating the high vibrational, high frequency music. Without a doubt, that's my niche. That's what I do because I want to pour and feed our people. But you need that that balance as well. And that is what Ice was and other records that we got that's crazy. Yeah. Ice was that. Like As soon as I heard the beat, that was the first thing I whispered, Ice, Ice. I stopped and just looked around like, oh, yeah, they got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. all right, yeah. most high. We'll be going with this one. Yeah. Right, right. Before we, we go with it. Before you get out of here, too, what, what's your favorite service when you go to Inception? We had David in here. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. big bro, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's real good people. Screw linked us with him, too. You okay. feel what I'm saying? Okay, like, peace to the God. Yeah, most definitely. so I liked it, the float therapy. He ain't like it. I liked you the brain therapy. He liked it, the brain therapy. What's your favorite? When My you favorite thing is the floating therapy. I love... um being by itself because like i said even when you do the shrooms or when you do any natural psychedelic you're by you're with yourself you sit with yourself you can't hide or fake the funk or none of that no more so like me going into that water and water is a conduit spiritually yeah so you know just going into all of that and you in darkness so it's like you know i, I spend that time when i go in there to deal with myself yeah and my flaws and all the that. reason i ain't really like that though is because the the salt water how it affect like, your the hair water. yeah oh and now i'll be like, pissed when look, i come out it'd be I'll hard be, in the back look, of your I, head. Even, I, I always when i go i, I like i go right now like I this. Need <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah, the only sure. thing i had just got my shit done and that you came out yeah. pissed your braids hard <laughs> and white yeah i'm like yeah next time i do that i'ma just i ain't go you know what i'm saying but uh aj if they fucking with you how they fucking with you uh on twitter tce pod on instagram tce pod man and just continue to press play Hey man, we haven't been releasing every week like we usually do. Because you know actually, because we got some shit on the flow. That's yeah. just what it sounds <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So just catch up on them all episodes, man. Like we said, Filthy Rockwell mentioned you every, every time, single time. Every time. He came in. It, it was years, a year apart. You feel what I'm saying? He love you, dog. Nah, uh, that's my big brother. PC been mentioning you, dog. We've been listening to the music, getting in tune with the music, man. I'm proud of you, man. And I, I, can, you. I can only, I can't even fathom how far you go go i can see it but like it's gonna be good to sit there and nope. see it you feel what i'm saying so it's like we know it's gonna happen just like you know it's gonna happen and you only need two people to believe it besides yourself and Most you got people around you. Uh, yeah, you i got feel it, what i'm saying then you, know, you got niggas like us who who you don't know you, who you, you feel know what i'm yeah. saying who mm-hmm. not who i don't have an interest in other than seeing you and has how your life turn out how you want to Most you feel definitely. what i'm saying so i'm excited about your progress and when that song go platinum we just want to have you back so we want the first oh, nah, interview yeah, yeah. after you go platinum <laughs> yeah but i'm 10 feet to the soil yeah, man that's yeah, one thing that separate us from a lot man is um I'm always yeah. gonna be as humble as I can be and yeah. full of uh, full of real humility. So, and just um, for no. the people looking and the people listening, it's real. Like this, like we don't say it with a lot of people, dog. And, Most definitely. and you know, you you some niggas you slap hands with, no, you ain't even gonna talk to them no more. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, this sure. ain't one of them situations. Nah, you feel what nah, I'm saying? Definitely. And like I said, man, we proud of you, man. And we just want we just love to see your journey, man. Oh, praise the most high, man. I appreciate it. If y'all wanna get at me, man, I don't, I ain't, I ain't I ain't pumping no socials no more. If you wanna get at me, you gotta go to one sljackson.com. That's you, you do. know what I'm saying? It's one sljackson.com. All the socials and all that on there. Order you a book. Hey, and if you order a book, man, and then like if you order me a book. If you order a book. If you no, yeah, if you order a book from me, <laughs> send it to me after you get it. And then I'll send it back autographed to you. You know what I'm saying? You Unless you in the, the area. Yeah, I'm gonna pay for the second shipping. Unless you in the area, I meet up with you and autograph your shit. Because a lot of people been like, I want you to autograph it. Just send it to me, dog. I do it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the truth is, bro, I don't sell books. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not gonna pull up on you with some books in it. I'm not. I'm not doing that because 
the book is just the foundation. I'm about to I'm about to sell you an empire. So Most some people go love the book, never see the cartoon. Some people go love the cartoon, never know the, about the uh the cloth the exclusive clothing because it's not gonna be merch. It's gonna be like we go have merch, then we go have we go show people the difference. Merch ain't and and, and clothing ain't and the same. Yeah, you know definitely. what I'm saying? So we get man, I got pillows. Like when we release this shit to the world and they get to actually see the characters. I got a three year old daughter, man. She see these characters and I'm like, yo, these yours. This your cartoon. And she like, what? When it's coming well, out well, TV? That's not <laughs> like cartoon, what? I got, I got a cartoon. Daddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you tell your daughters what you want to tell them. I'm saying this. This my why you why you tell them? Because I don't want your daughters. I don't want your daughters saying my daughters that that's hers. That's that's a fight they gotta have. Yeah, they gotta figure out that that's theirs. But you cannot. They like her mind no, and say, you feel what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. This is your cartoon. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. but you feel what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I know. I already know what you said. So I say to my daughter, I'm gonna this, you is up, yeah, I'm this is yours. This is yours. Y'all own this. Well, we have to sit them down and tell them okay. at the yeah. same, same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we in two different yeah. households. Yeah. But man, we appreciate you coming, man. No, I'm SJ. for having me. No doubt, bro. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what I want for myself.